0: The voice of the Blue Bombers one-on-one with Mike O'Shea. The Proline Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. So mantiply. I feel like, is a large praying mantis that can just multiply at will and eat its yeah, enemies. Something like that. I like that. That would be uh, that would be absolutely terrifying. Very good. Very good. Christian Amell, <laughs> the sports show, will be back with us after 8 o'clock. It's the Coach's Show. It's brought to you by DeKalb. They are ready to be your number one canola seed. He is the head coach, Mike O'Shea, hopefully terrorizing some children coming around to his house for Halloween. Is that what's happening right now, Mike? No, I'm on the, I'm on with you. There's no, it can't terrorize kids. I mean,
1: as much as I might like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you have any costume suggestions for coach O'Shea, the number is 204-780-6868. Is your household, my household is a huge Halloween household. My wife bought a half uh, skeleton pirate ship last year. It was the greatest thing she's ever bought in her life. Is your household a big Halloween household?
1: Uh, in the past, yes, I think we've left a bunch of our decorations in the bins, or my wife has taken them to school and made her classroom a
0: Halloween kind of fest. I like that. That's, that's good. That's the way it should be. Christian is trying to keep it alive here. He's dressed up in a penguin costume. I saw it when I came in. I was very entertained. I love people who love their Halloween, because I, cause I can't do it. I just can't. You can't dress up? I I can eat all the leftover candy. I feel like that's my contribution.
1: Well, there you go. I heard a, a thing on the
0: radio today saying eat whatever you want. Oh. I got to listen to that to that a little more. I like that. I like where that goes. I like where that's going a lot. 204 uh, 68. Your texts and calls for the head coach Mike O'Shea. You may have questions for him like, "Oh, hey Coach O'Shea, we saw the Bombers signed veteran receiver Mark Ambles today. What can you tell us about Mark Ambles?" Well, he's a great cup
1: champion. He's played in uh, good systems and been productive. Uh, he's a vet. Uh, you know he's not uh, not a young guy, but we want we're looking for insurance uh, down the stretch here, and he's certainly a guy who's who's been on the CFL field, understands CFL defenses, and and been productive and won, so um, a good addition for us.
0: Uh, this this now makes me more convinced that I, I need a Winnipeg-Toronto uh, rematch in the Grey Cup because Ambles had, what, three for 47, three catches for 47 yards for the Argos in the Grey Cup last season. He could come to this side, play for you guys, win a Grey Cup on opposite sides of a rematch. I think that'd be amazing. I think he would think that. <laughs> Why? Why bring in Marky Ambles now? Well, once again, I just... Um we needed some
1: veteran insurance uh, down down the stretch, right? You're, you're really only, you know, one injury away at, at, you know, at certain positions, and we looked at that and said, yeah, this is one of the ones where we need, um, need a veteran player in here.
0: Uh, how much of it is for injuries that have already happened? Dalton Schoen is, of course, banged up, and Rashid Bailey was was on the limp late in the game against Calgary.
1: Yeah, you know, you run into a situation where your practices are going to be hindered um, with the number of bodies you have, so uh, if that's any
0: indicator. All right. All right. You also uh, re-signed Ronnie Blackman. He was away for uh, 26 days, and you bring him back. What, what did you see from Ronnie Blackman in the uh, in the first go-around that made you think, yeah, yeah, this is let's bring him back and see what happens? Well,
1: you, you think he has a returnability, which is insurance there for us. Um, and he picked up the the offensive playbook fairly well. Uh, like seemed to learn every day and improve every day. So he's a guy that we knew we could bring back and he could jump right in again.
0: Yeah. So Ronnie will be back when when the team returns to practice uh coming up this week. Uh, I have to ask, because we're here, uh Dalton Schoen, can you have you seen Dalton Schoen? Does he still exist? He we're, looked we're... awesome today? Uh now, Sean looked great today. Describe what you mean by great because great flow, good-looking I guy. saw him
1: smiling, we had a nice <laughs> chat. He was pretty focused on his rehab and um yeah. We uh I you know, judging by the smile on his face, I I I I'm pleased.
0: Did he have a long gray boot on his left leg when you when you spoke with him today? Can I, I ask I, that? I didn't
1: look at his legs. That's I tend to I maintain eye contact, Derek. I don't I don't yeah, not looking at his legs. And uh Rashid Bailey,
0: how is Rashid Bailey? Uh pretty fired up since that last touchdown. Yeah, that was uh I'll 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 move on from re-asking that question and just say the the touchdown he scored, 68-yard touchdown Rashid scored uh, against Calgary is it, it's one of the top 3 bombers plays of the year.
1: Yep. I you, you said that. So <laughs> I imagine it is, it was a terrific play. Like I said, uh, talking to you yesterday, I think it was um, just a, a real lift for our bench, right? Just when you see that kind of effort. Um, I also liked what uh, Ravi and Brennan O'Leary Orange did their, their pursuit to try and make a block. They were going full steam just to try and get one block to try and spring them. So they were hustling. Um, but Rashid's individual effort to to stay alive and evade tackle and maintain great ball security and then get over the line at the end, yeah, it was uh, it was it was fun to watch for sure.
0: Yeah, we certainly hope we'll get to see plenty more of that from Rashid coming up uh, in the playoffs. W- one final one from the game in Calgary from me. Uh, Drew Richmond got into action. It's a guy I've been rooting for for a couple of years now because of course he got into a game in 2021 and and hurt his knee. Very early in that game, and he'd been waiting and working to get this opportunity again, he ends up playing I believe the full game uh, against calgary um any, any thoughts on how well he played or just the fact that he was able to play and a guy whose dedication finally pays off for him
1: yeah, it certainly starts with that the idea of the perseverance that uh, you know he's he's gone through a lot the last couple of years to to get back on the field um, so that that is 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 wonderful but they then he played well he got out there and he played well he's he's heavy handed he's got strong hands he showed that um, he showed that he's a physical guy he's got good feet
0: athletic Um, i thought he did very well for us Uh, mark is here on the text line and again you can hit us up at any time your texts and calls at 204-780-6868 please do also reach out on twitter if you're there at dt on ob uh, this from Mark says, Coach, how impressed are you with fullback Damian Jackson? He's a great blocker and has good hands. Third catch, I believe, for Jackson this season.
1: Yeah, he's uh, been a switchblade for us, which is an odd body type, an odd position to be kind of that switchblade. He also long snapped at the end of the game, uh, which he can do very, very well. Um, you know, we've had him rushing the passer this year a little bit. Uh, less so since Jackson, and we've got a little more of a compliment with Tiadric back, right? So uh, a little less rush in the passer, but he can do that too. Yeah, he's been, he's done a lot of different things for us this year. He does them well. He always does them with a uh, with a heavy physical presence, which is once again the style we're looking for.
0: Coach's show on this fine October 31st, Halloween day, brought to you by DeKalb. They are ready to be your number one canola seed. Your texts and calls as we continue with the head coach on the other side. The Coach's show on 680 CJOB. The Pro Line Gold Bomber Coach's show on 680 CJOB. Coach's show is brought to you by DeKalb. Book by December 15th and save with the DeKalb. Instant discount. Derek Taylor and the head coach, Mike O'Shea with you. The question we've all wanted to know coach all day long. I'm going to ask it now. Uh, You happen upon the Taylor household where you have an option of Twix, Mars, Snickers, Skittles, Butterfinger, Starburst or Rice Krispie treats. We got it all going on at the house. Which one do you want? Which one is your candy? Oof.
1: There's a lot of choice there. I've rediscovered Butterfinger. Yep. Uh as of last year and quite enjoy that that flavor plus that little crispness in there. Skittles are always good. It depends on what kind of mood you're in, I guess. What was so, the first choice? Uh Twix uh, Mars Twix, Snickers. Used to be, Twix used to be the go to, but I think Butterfinger beats that out now. And between Butterfinger and Skittles, like once again, it just depends on you know if you're sitting on the couch, Butterfinger. If you're driving in the car, maybe Skittles.
0: All right, that's you're my kind of guy. I like this. I like this. Sugar in all its forms is good by me as um, well. Let's welcome in some callers. This one, Andre, is nice enough to be with us on line number one. Andre, thanks for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea.
2: Oh, hi, coach. How you doing, Andre? Uh, you're doing a great job. I just want to mention uh, two things. Rashid Bailey gave the example, the perfect example. Of second effort, second effort, and a winning effort, he he deserves to be congratulated as he is being con- con- congratulated, and he he is he, it's probably the best run in the whole CFL for the year, very very exemplary. Number two, about three or four years ago, some uh, spectator called in and said, "Coach, it would be more important for you to co- for you to." to shave and go get some scissors and everything else. And I just think that that guy should never call in with that kind of comment again. (laughs) It was clear at that time that you're, you're you're there to build a championship football team and that's what you're doing. And I congratulate you. Rashid Bailey has got the right attitude and the right example. Yep. Thank you very much. Yeah. Rashid Bailey
1: probably flies under the radar a little bit. Um, in terms of, you know, the, on the run plays, you know, it's hard to, people follow the ball, but if you were to focus on Rashid Bailey on some of those plays, he, he is doing a yeoman's work out there, making sure Brady's got extra space to run. And then, so yeah. he becomes a feature receiver a little bit in, in some of these games. And sure enough, he, he makes good on that. And, you know, he scores, I think he scored three touchdowns in the last few games. Right. So. Um, kudos to him. His teammates all recognize him. So, uh, you know, what you're saying is interesting, and the fans uh, should probably lock in on him a little bit instead of just following the ball. But uh, I'll tell you this. His teammates really appreciate the work he puts in um, and the effort he gives. Uh, as far as the beard goes, I've never known a beard to win or lose a game. So,
3: <laughs>
2: That's right, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, Rashid Bailey's got the right example for, for many people. He's a great teammate, and it's probably a great example for many, many people. Thank you.
1: He does work hard. Thanks,
0: Andre. Andre, before you go, did someone actually phone the coach show to say Mike O'Shea should shave or trim that thing back? Yeah,
2: it was about uh, three or four years ago.
3: Wow. And
2: uh, it was an older gentleman, like I'm an older gentleman, but he was older than I. And he said, "Coach, maybe you should get some scissors. And it would help. It, it, it wouldn't help becoming a better football coach. I, so it was it was a waste of time."
0: <laughs> I'm 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 always fascinated how much people care about what other people uh, how they do their hair or their various hairs or what they wear. Andre, I appreciate your call. Thanks for being with us. Okay, thank you. Andre, nice enough to join us at 204-780-6868. Let's welcome in. Gary is with us on line three. Gary, thanks for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Happy Halloween, guys. I'm an
4: old fart 68, but I can remember when I used to go around 10, 12 years old, I'd pound on the door, uh, trick or treat, smell my feet. I want something good to eat. I don't know if you remember that at all as a kid. And then they gave you really sesame really snaps
0: anything. and then you egged their house, right?
4: No, no, never, never. Okay. We, in in my days, you knew everybody from one end of the street to the other. Every, but it's not like that nowadays. But I just want to comment, I love the double double tight end uh, offense. You did uh, any remarks about that? Because usually you don't use it that much in a game, but you did it quite extensively.
1: Gary, did you, you you called in prior and asked for that, right? You were saying you think you need to see more of that, and I didn't really tip our hand, but
4: uh, yeah, we. Well, I we, always like to see it because it, it yeah. draws people into the box and it opens up the field for you know a good uh, receiver like Lawler. What well, that's why I enjoy it, and it affords protection to the quarterback. And yet you still ran the ball, so it was a win-win-win, you know. But I'm it glad is. you remembered anyway.
1: We do like our big guys. They do move the pile quite a bit. So, uh, but all the things you said are accurate. They, you know, we can we can run the ball out of it with protected edges. We can pass the ball out of it because it, it opens up the field, uh, and it does also afford more protection for for the quarterback. So it's uh, we we've dressed I believe almost every single game we've dressed seven 0 linemen. Maybe yeah. all but one game or two games possibly. But, um, yeah, this year has been a little different in terms of that. We, we, in years past, we haven't dressed seven all season long. And then we tend to more along the playoff stretch. But this year, uh, the way it worked out, we dressed uh, seven for most of the season.
4: Well, enjoy your week off. Uh, hopefully you don't have to shovel any more snow because there's no snow in the forecast. But I'm sure it's going to be a packed house next week. And, you know, the crowd loves you.
1: Yeah, we're looking forward to it.
4: Okay, hey, good luck, Coach. Thank
1: g-
0: you. Gary. Gary, before you go, can you, g- can you help me get Coach O'Shea on board with, in that double tight end, throwing one in the end zone to Liam Dobson for a touchdown? Would you be hey, on board? You know
4: what? I'm not a big guy to go deep. I like to grind it out and wear the guys down, the defense down. It's nice when it happens, a big play, but... You grind the other defense down, by the time the fourth quarter comes, they're out of gas, and then you can run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That's smash-mouth football.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Gary. Smash-mouth football.
0: Yeah, I was I was running some numbers. Gary, thank you for, for being with us at 204-780-6868. I was running some numbers. Uh, coach, when you guys get up... T- uh two scores or more brady gets uh, gosh almost 8 yards a carry this season and i go yep that's that's exactly what games feel like when you guys want to put it away hey here's some here's some smash and then a little more smash that's interesting i wonder if we can get 8 yards a carry when we're not up two scores that would be wouldn't that be you'd revolutionize yeah. the cfl wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> hey, the bombers run the ball 47 times a game and they're yeah, 15 and 0 like i think buck has done a
1: tremendous job calling the the games this season having the guys ready i mean you just look at you're the you know dt you're you're into all the stats with you know buck's done with that group in terms of the play calling and and mixing it up and putting guys in the right position uh the the staff we have the offensive staff we have um they've done a fantastic job of of you know putting the guys in the right position and allowing them to execute and uh and the players obviously go out and and run the show out there but the work that our offensive staff you know the work that our whole staff puts in but the work that our offensive staff has put in this year has been um just tremendous defense the numbers are are phenomenal also you know so all around boy it's it's just such
0: a pleasure to go to work. Number one scoring offense in the CFL. Number one scoring defense in the CFL is the Bombers. And the five highest scoring single games in the CFL this season were all the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We'll continue with the head coach on the other side. Your texts and calls. Plenty more. Bring them in. 204-780-6868. The Coaches Show on 680. CJOB. The Proline Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680. CJOB. The coach's show is brought to you by DeKalb. They're ready to be your number one canola seed. 204-780-6868 for your texts and calls for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Bombers have the week off in advance of the West semifinal. That'll be Calgary at BC on Saturday. The winner will be here next Saturday. Don't forget, playoffs are now Saturday this week with the Grey Cup being Sunday, November 19th. Uh, Mike, do you like Saturday playoff games? sure i think the the
1: thing to really enjoy or like about it would be that extra day
2: uh,
1: when you win right between the the final and the and the gray cup um that that whole process in the past for us has been uh, well handled but there's still a a sense of feeling rushed i think by the players trying to get everything organized and by the coaches trying to get uh, your game plan set so uh, a Saturday Sunday uh, playoff format is, I think, going to be well received.
0: I was asked this on a podcast today. I'll ask it to you. Uh, what about moving the Grey Cup to a Saturday? Would you be in favor of that someday in the future? No. No, not at all. No. What a Grey what, Cup Sunday tradition. What if Saturday turns out to be a huge boon, ratings wise, and and you know? uh, uh that's what's for smarter people than me to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> That's for smarter people than me to figure out. Yeah. I thought Sunday. Sunday, I don't know. I think it's
1: it's one of those things that's, uh, I think every Canadian, I mean, we, you draw a pile of fans. It's one of the most watched sporting events every year in Canada. I think it's,
0: you know, everybody's used to it being on a Sunday. Yeah, and we, we sure don't mind. And Hamilton looks like they're going to put on a real good show uh, this year as the host. They hosted back in 2021, but still some some COVID uh, regulations at that time. Hamilton really gets to bust it out for this one. Uh, very excited for that. 204-780-6868. Uh, your direct line to the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Reese hit me up on Twitter. They tweet at omikey. Uh, asks, how would you say Dalton Schoen is handling shoveling all this snow? <laughs> he, I'm sure he has no problem doing it. Right, was, I asked for the craftiest way to ask about Dalton's injury and race with the winner there, but you were, you were too quick for it. You knew exactly what I was going for. All right. I respect that. Uh, Gord Barnsley asks, is this bye week any different for the players and coaches uh, compared to the regular season byes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh,
1: I've said this before. It's There's sort of mandated in the CBA that you have to give them X number of days off, um, you know, throughout the season. And then it's, it's not mandated like that uh, for, for the playoffs. Um, So they, they do get some days off, but we are also in working and we're trying to um, we'll get them on the field and then get them a day and then get them on the field again, then get them a day. So we're trying to um, not fatigue them, but make sure we stay sharp, make sure we stay fit um you know and they'll they'll have some other activities that they'll they'll get together and do also but there'll be some you know lifting and some running and um you know they 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 know what time of year it is right it's time to take care of your bodies and make great decisions um and time to eliminate all the distractions so uh, they're they're all in
0: how much has the process evolved for you this is you started back in 2014 and this is the what the th- Third year that you'll have the is it third year you'll have the buy in a row? How much has your process evolved in in your time as the coach and with your coaching staff?
1: Yeah, you know we try to look at it every single year as to a new year and what do we need to do. Um, you know, often you land on the same sorts of things, but you still want to validate um, you know your process. Um, I think the evolution comes again more so in terms of trying to keep the guys healthy. So uh, with Al Couture and, and Braden Miller, we're, you know, we're constantly looking at, you know, how to get that edge physically, right? Like in terms of the, the amount of rest they get and then the, the the workloads you put on them to try and keep them, um, and try to use that little bit of time off to, to just gain a little bit more, a little bit more strength, a little bit more speed, sharpen up, um, and, and maintain that level of fitness. So, I think you know, I, I task those guys with uh, you know looking at all the information and and coming up with with creative ways to to keep these guys going for the next bunch of weeks, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, on that front, I, I'm I'm always I'm fascinated with where sports were when I was a kid and then where they are now when it comes to things like. Training and recovery. I had a baseball coach once tell me we don't want you in the gym because if your abs get all big, you won't be able to bend over and pick up the baseball, which (laughs) now is totally insane because your core. I don't know what what coach Littler was thinking back in the day, but he had his way. He was. He was born in the 20s, so he had a whole way of thinking about it. Uh, say over the beginning of the the century, 20 years ago, just how we we've. It feels like we've come a real long way when it comes to things like recovery and training methods and and getting athletes at to their peak. Yeah, I, I think
1: quite some time ago we were probably a bunch of misfits. You know, not me personally, but sitting on the couch smoking cigarettes is not a way to recover. <laughs> you know, but I think quite some time ago. <laughs> That's that's what it was. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's there's always there's always been an evolution. People are always looking to push the limits of of sport and science, um, and you know sometimes the training regimens that you do come back, you know, full circle and it's it's in you know in vogue again, right? But mm. um, once again, I don't I don't spend the time reading this the science although i do enjoy it uh we've got great people that uh, braden does a great job with our strength conditioning program so the guys really trust him and he really has them prepared all the time so i leave it up to him but yeah thank goodness things have changed
0: yeah hot dogs at halftime does that happen in the bombers locker room current day or was that just when I was a kid uh, maybe for the coach <laughs> <laughs> there we go there we go all right uh, let's go back to the phone lines and welcome in some of our our fine listeners Gregory is with us on the line Gregory thanks for your call you're on with the head coach Mike O'Shea
3: I have to correct you on a bad take DT
0: oh help me out yeah throw me a bone
3: uh great cup won't work on a Saturday why not Um, people would have to basically log off work uber early, such as a Thursday or maybe a Wednesday, maybe a Tuesday to go to the great cup site. Right. It would be logistically impossible. Do you see the, the NFL putting the super bowl on a Saturday? No,
0: no, but we, I mean, this, this was the hypothetical I put forward. If the playoffs absolutely flourish if the semifinal and final flourish on a Saturday, I'd be willing to consider Grey Cup Saturday because you could move everything up and then instead of going home on Monday, you'd be going home on a Sunday and you're back to work, recovered from your Grey Cup hangover. Oh my God, isn't Shania Twain magical you, on Monday?
3: I, I will give you another, another curveball or, or a change-up. Do you want to compete with Hockey Night in Canada?
0: Yes. A- absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
3: Who said yes?
1: Both of us. Both of us.
3: Both of you would like to compete with hockey League in Canada, so that I mean if it's a good game, a very, very good game, on you would like to compete with that.
0: Well, if it was the Leafs and the Habs at 6 p.m. Eastern or 7 p.m. Eastern time, that's rough. If the Leafs happen to be in Anaheim, then who cares?
3: What about a Jets game that is national?
0: Well, then uh, the the NHL's got to be better. Then I blame Gary Bettman. If, really? Well, let me let me turn that to you. Would you watch a November Jets game or the Bombers in the Grey Cup?
3: Well, oh,
1: I think we have our answer. Yeah,
0: exactly.
3: Bomber, bomber for the Grey Cup. Providing what's the what's the, what is the who is the opposition for the Jets game? If it's if it's a Central Division rival, probably yes. If it's the Golden Knights, which we hate, yes. If it's if it is if it is a a superstar coming to our building, such as the Penguins Capitals uh, in in the East. Yes.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, then then uh, I guess what happens if that game's on a Sunday then? I don't know what the Jets' schedule is. Do they play on November 19th? I don't know. Oh, you better find out. What if Sidney Crosby's here, Gregory?
3: Well, I don't know. (laughs) you're The, uh, you're the you the official Jets uh, radio post of the Jets. You, you you could have that on on your fingertips. Someone someone on the sports desk could could research that up. Ah, uh, the Jets are yeah. between
0: games between the Coyotes and then then they play the Lightning on the 22nd. So uh, the Jets do not play uh, smartly. So they do not play on Grey Cup Sunday. They do play in the afternoon uh, of the West fin- West final. But uh, that game's been moved to a little earlier. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a very good uh, – I hadn't quite thought about that, uh, Gregory. I like that you brought that up. Thank you, brother. You're welcome. And, uh, have a nice night. <laughs> Gregory's nice enough to join us at 204 It's 743. We'll take a break. More of your questions, your calls. Uh, Wayne, I'll come to you right on the other side of the commercial if you stick with us for The coaches' Show on 680 CJOB. The Proline Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coaches Show is brought to you by DeKalb, Book by December fifteenth and save with the DeKalb Instant Discount. Terry's on my side. Terry texts in. I'm sorry. He'd watch a regular Jets game over the Grey Cup. Revoke his Canadian citizenship. Uh, Terry, that's harsh. But uh, but I see where you're, you're coming with that. Uh, Gregory's. Makes it makes a good case for keeping it a great cup Saturday. Let's welcome in Wayne on the phone lines at 204 780 6868. Uh Wayne, thanks for your call. You're on with the head coach.
5: Oh hi guys. I'm great show and a great season of a coach you Hang on for one sec, I gotta open my door here, just wait.
1: <laughs> it is Halloween. Oh,
5: here, hang on. Just
1: wait. You gotta hand out you gotta hand out candy.
5: Okay, yeah. Okay, uh, regarding the Saturday and Sunday uh, Grey Cups, when I was a kid growing up in the 50s, I was born after World War II, the game was always played on Saturday because everything was closed on Sundays. You know, everything was closed, no stores, nothing, so the Grey Cup was always played on a Saturday. Okay. Yeah.
0: So. Wh- how do you think that would, what do you think about now? Is Has it got to be Sunday or, or is Saturday feasible in, in your mind, Wayne?
5: No, I like I like I used to. Well, I I like Saturdays. <laughs> but, yeah. You no, know, that was all it was. And even if you went to a sporting event on a a Sunday, well, well, sporting events like junior hockey games, you could they couldn't even charge you. You had to just give them change or whatever it was. They had these rules, right? Sunday everything was closed.
0: Right. Yeah. Now we're open twenty four seven, three sixty five. Right.
5: Right. And, and there was even some players that came up from the States, and they came up there because they didn't want to play on Sundays because they wanted to go to church. I mean, that, that's what it was back in those days.
0: Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Well,
5: so I'm a lot older than you guys are, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for for now, we'll get the uh, West semi-final, West final on Saturday, the Grey Cup on Sunday for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, uh, looking forward to it.
5: Yeah, that's, that's how things were back then, so... Just let you, man, I'll
0: just let you know very cool well thanks for that Wayne I appreciate you calling. Okay,
5: thank
0: you at 204 6868 uh see Mike people are on side come on Saturday let's do it <laughs> yeah. I would I would need a significant amount of evidence because there, there's just something about Sunday knowing the great Cups coming and you I, like I spend that whole day just waiting and anticipating obviously you playing in it is a different deal but just there's something special about Great Cup Sunday
1: I think so, but listen, i got a couple of opinions on this. One, I would watch a championship being decided in any sport over any regular season game in another sport or in another sport that I really enjoyed. Anything about to do with the end of a season being decided, a final, where that competition and that spirit exists, I'm watching it over any regular season. (laughs) Now with regards to Sunday Saturday whatever I don't think the players would care when you played it or where you played it you know yeah. up in the Yukon on a Monday night who cares they just <laughs> want to play the game they're they're excited they want to go out and execute and perform and have a chance to win and make those memories with their teammates so now business wise that's for someone else to decide
0: yeah, I I do I do like the point you made about uh, the turnaround between the West and East final and the Grey Cup. You now get that extra day to work with, which uh, from a logistics perspective, I assume is important to to the folks behind the scenes with the Bombers and, like you said, the coaches and uh, and players get that extra day to work with as well. Yep, absolutely. You're, you're, the demands on on players and coaches and and the team are they f- they feel like they're substantial during a Grey Cup week.
1: Oh no doubt. I mean that's one of the things we try to manage most is, uh, you know, trying to limit the distractions, uh, make the week more efficient, take care of all the, you know, the requests being made uh, upon the players by not only media, which Darren handles, but, um, you know, family and friends and former coaches and (laughs) ex-teammates, whatever. The demands are massive. So we just try to, you know, Spend the, spend a lot of time, uh, a lot of energy, trying to manage the distractions and make things efficient, and allow the players to focus on what they really want to focus on is putting themselves in a position to go out and and play really well. You know, nobody wants to, you know, have regrets after a championship game because they didn't spend enough time studying or didn't spend enough time working, you know, with their teammates on, on being the best they
0: can be. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got a few minutes left in the show here. Uh, I need to get you on board with this though. I don't feel like you're, you're going to jump on board with this. Montreal pulled that onside dribbled punt thing again. Yeah. Second time this year, it's been successful both times. They used a, but it's the third time they tried it this year. It wasn't successful the first time. Okay. So the yeah. last two that I've seen, uh, yeah. they get, they gain a yard on second and 20 and they get a first down and it, it drives me bonkers. It drives me bonkers. Uh, how you convert second great, and 20 by gaining one great, yard.
1: It's a great, it's a great rule. It's has to do with our kicking game um, and the roots of football. Uh, you know, so I, I think it's fantastic um, it's, they executed very well. Um, yeah. Kudos to them.
0: But you get a first down for on second. You could have second and 67 yards and you could you could yeah. successfully get it with a one yard play. You can have third and 103. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't, uh, yeah. uh, uh, kicks have to go 10 yards. Like a kickoff has to go 10 yards. Yeah, everybody's on side on a kickoff. Very I true. That's
1: what you're missing. Everybody is on side on a kickoff. Not everybody is on side on a punt only any only people behind the ball so that happens to be the punter in that regard now it's it's not as easy to execute as you would think you know but it's one of those rules once again if you punt the ball across the line of scrimmage and you recover it
0: it's a first down can you can you describe why it's not as easy as as montreal's made it look the last two times uh I uh, forget if this one was speaker or whoever it was, but he was wide open and he just goes boop and, and gets it, but it, it's it's gotta be harder than they made it look.
1: Yeah, I mean Ottawa tried it a couple of years ago, uh, I think with Sinopoli, and you know, the ball comes off his foot and actually dribbles for ten yards or nine yards or something and gets recovered by the other team. <laughs> you know, uh if they're not in that coverage, right? If you if you misread the coverage and you know, you throw that ball and it's a cut corner, let's say, you know, and he's bearing down on you, you you don't have that opportunity, or you uh, misfire and they recover it, right? So there's potential for a turnover there. Not everybody nowadays is adept with their feet in terms of, you know, kicking the ball. Not, you know, there's a bunch of people that come up and play and um, that aren't, you know, they didn't grow up playing soccer. You know, for Canadians, you grew up playing hockey and soccer, probably, yeah. you know at some point before you got into football and so they've all they're all used to using their feet a little bit right um but it's they've done it well they've they've used it in a timely manner and it's it's they've executed it that's the whole thing it's it's a play that everybody knows about and it's a matter of getting it executed and they've done well with it
0: it's it's one of those ones I don't know that I knew about before Montreal started pulling it this year, but uh, I, I it just makes me think there's got to be at least five or ten or twenty more ideas floating around the CFL coaching staffs that that I don't know about that I'm gonna that are gonna blow my hair back when they come out just because of oddball Canadian rules. I there love are
1: it. literally hundreds of scenarios in the kick game, and you cannot you cannot you absolutely cannot practice them all and. Paul Boudreau and I talk about them all the time. And you just, you protect against the main ones. You sort of build a system that allows you to play defense first when they have the ball. And, uh, you know, you you just can't, and you certainly can't, don't have time to practice all the ones that you can use against other teams.
0: Yeah, it's, okay, you're bringing me onside. I like that. You're bringing me, you're bringing me onside uh, with this. Uh, Mike, thank you so much. We'll see you at practice. Bombers get back to practice uh, on Thursday. Thank you, sir. All right, thanks, T.T. He is the head coach, Mike O'Shea. The Coach's Show on 680 CJOB.